0: Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the average joe and their fantastic hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 131. Well, it has finally happened. Uh, I kind of wondered when it would kick in, but the full-fledged, like crazy, thinking about whitetails all the time, that mode, that switch has been flipped here in the last week for me. (laughs) used to be that switch would flip like in July, and it's just way too early to get that excited because you you burn yourself out by the time season comes around. Um, But here it is, almost September, and I'm definitely thinking a lot about... All those things, getting my gear set up, choosing my sticks, looking at my camera gear, and just excited. Part of that excitement came from a buddy of mine. Uh, we share a property together, um, and he sent me a trail cam picture of a buck that, uh, just some nice bucks. So one, that got me excited, but one of these bucks could possibly be a buck that I made a bad shot on two years ago. Uh, if you guys remember, I had a rough year, made some poor decisions shooting way too far, and hit a buck high in the back, tracked him, seemed like the blood trail, like he was going to survive, Well, one of these pictures is of a buck and he's got something on his back. It's hard to tell. It's kind of blurry. It could just be flies. It could be absolutely nothing. Um, The racks are kind of similar two years later. You know, they grow. Um, This one has grown quite a bit. So there's potential there. Um, And that's what I'm excited about for this year. It just seems like there's a lot of potential. I have an 18 acre uh, piece that I got from sending out letters and it has uh, a pretty nice 10 point. Nothing huge, but probably bigger than anything I've shot before. And he's still in velvet, so it's hard to tell, you know, um, what that guy will be come uh, a month from now. But just excited just to to get out and and hunt these different spots. I kind of have a strategy going in this year, more than what I've ever had before. And um, I mean, I've had strategies before, but early season, I've just never known what to do. Last year, I just tried to go after these white oaks. And the problem is a lot of these properties I hunt, there's just so many different white oaks. It's hard to know when they're going to be dropping at the right time. I don't It's hard to glass some of these spots, so this year, what I have more than what I've ever had before is soybean edges, and I've got these cameras, cell cameras up on these edges, and that's where I'm getting pictures of these bucks, so if I'm still getting some pictures um, the first week of season, I might try and make that a play. Definitely going to try and hunt scrapes a little bit more in mid-October, and then in the rut, I've got several doe bedding areas that I know about, and I'm going to be hunting Uh, Downwind of those and and hopefully catching something. So that's kind of my rough game plan going in. All of this is kind of dependent on fostering and where the kids are at that time. And, um, you know, and just I'm definitely not going to hunt. Mark my words, I am not going to hunt 55 times this year. Um, I did that last year. I regret how much I hunted. Uh, I was away from my family a good bit. And I just want to do a better job of that. I want to just make the most of my hunts. My buddy Trav talks a lot about like, Hunting percentages he thinks a lot about how many hunts he's putting in and then how many times he 's successful, and a lot of that comes down to he really likes to have a solid plan going in, so nothing's a guarantee, um, but going in he his odds are there, and I think sometimes I, like i 'll know hey the wind's not right or the weather's not right, but I can hunt right now, and I know going in my odds of even seeing a buck are like maybe fifteen to twenty percent, and i 'll take those odds because hey, at least I 'm in the woods well I think probably my better bet is to stay at home, enjoy time with my family, and wait until those odds are a little bit more in my favor. I know you can't kill them from the couch. I know you can never know what's going on, but definitely my goal this year is just to hunt a lot smarter instead of harder. And um, hopefully that that pans out. And just being in the woods is going to be a win, no matter what. Anytime I can get out there, um, I'm just excited to do that. So... All that to say, uh, it's it's getting close. So September 25th is the Ohio opener, and I'm looking forward to that. hope that you are having a great end of summer, that you're getting geared up, getting ready. If you're chasing whitetails, if you're out in Colorado or someplace out west chasing elk, I hope that you're enjoying that, being safe, and hearing plenty of early season bugles. And um, yeah, so... All that said, we're going to get ready to jump into our interview. Um, Really appreciate it whenever guys uh, send me an email, want to come on. That makes it so much easier than me having to track down people. And and so if you'd like to come on the show, this is an open invite. Uh, Here's the way it works, Um, in case you're wondering how uh, to get on the show. You don't have to uh, send me emails of giant bucks. Uh, You don't have to uh, give me like your entire life story or anything like that, unless you want to. I enjoy reading long emails. I enjoy seeing pictures of bucks. Um, but if you want to come on the show, just send me an email. Say, hey, I'd love to come on the show. I have some hunting stories. Here's my name, and we pick out a time, and I set up a thing called Zoom. It's very easy to record. You can do it from your phone. Uh, Don't worry about video. I just do audio, and so you don't have to even worry about your background, Um, and then we do it. We get on the thing. We talk for 45 minutes to an hour, and I edit it, and here we are. (laughs) So it's literally as simple as a phone call. Uh, That's all you got to do. Send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. If you have any hunting stories, if you'd like to come on, even if you've been on before and maybe you've got a few more stories, I would love, we have repeat guests all the time. would love to hear you and catch back up. And uh, be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you're new, uh, check out Shedding Light Outdoors. Make sure you like those things, follow, subscribe, all of that. Uh, because I am sure we're going to have some pretty good content coming out here in the next few weeks. That said, we're going to jump in with our guest today. Our guest today is Justin Geschel. Justin is from Wisconsin, and he has some really cool stories, including one about uh, just a comeback story, how he had an incredibly challenging year, but then at the end, through perseverance and just going back out there, even whenever he didn't really want to, things paid off. And so this is a good one for you to listen to going into the season. Hopefully you have a slam dunk opener things, you know, you get your buck in the first week or whatever it is that you're going after. Um, but some of us are probably going to have a grind. And so Justin talks a little bit about his grind and how it's played out. So here we go. We're going to jump into this interview. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Well, joining me from Wisconsin is Justin Getschel. Justin, what's going on, man? How much. How about you? Oh, just, uh, i I, I'm, I love doing podcasts because sometimes it gets me out of my crazy house and i can just drive down the road drink a cup of coffee and talk to some guy about hunting you know you can't beat that
1: <laughs> yeah for sure
0: <laughs> yeah what are you into today man
1: uh not much i got uh my mom's getting married tomorrow so we got uh dinner rehearsal and everything tonight so i was able to get a day off <laughs>
0: Oh, great, great. Are you able yeah. to slide any, uh, like, hunting stuff in, you know, maybe this afternoon before that, or is it pretty much all business this afternoon? No,
1: I do have another deer stand I got to put up yet before the season, but it's pretty rainy here today, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Well, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, give us a little background and let us know who you are. Um, Well, I grew
1: up in Osceola, Wisconsin. It's, like, right on the border of Minnesota. Um, my family, they've been there since 1868. Uh, my grandparents actually used to live on the farm and oh, that's we've cool. been, yeah, I mean, I think hunting goes back, I think all the way back to the start, even back when there wasn't many deer around. Um, it's just, yeah, it's been always kind of a part of my blood. And then my dad was kind of the first one to get into bull hunting quite a few years ago and then kind of escalated my whole the rest of my family into bull hunting. And then here I am now.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. So i just kind of born and raised, grew up in it. And I mean, that's neat kind of family history going back. Yeah. Um, my, my uh, wife's grandfather passed away there a couple months ago. We were going through pictures and there's a picture of him, I never pictured him as a hunter or anything and there's a picture of them of him holding up like a nice eight point buck back in the days in orange I'm assuming he shot it um, but I just was like wow I did not know you know and that it's kind of the same deal they this family farm so there's some kind of special about being able to hunt that same property where your, you know your relatives have, and ancestors have, have hunted that's pretty cool
1: yeah for sure it really does mean a lot my uh Grandpa, I think it was my grandpa's dad, if if I remember the story right, he actually lost his arm or something in a farming accident, and he shot this big, big buck with a drop tine back in the day, and he kind of had to, I think it was one of his neighbors, I'm trying to, hopefully I get the story right, but I think one of his neighbors kind of said, there's a big buck in your area, and so he went out and somehow propped the gun up kind of on his little stub for an arm, and (laughs) big buck. (laughs) (laughs) that's yep.
0: awesome that's awesome yep. man oh very cool so do you remember like your first hunts what were those like for you did you how how did you start out hunting was it small game or did you go straight for deer or how did how did that work for you whenever you were a kid
1: uh well I guess I guess you could say I started my I got a bb gun for Christmas one year and just kind of started running around the farm shooting birds I guess is kind of how I got into it and then of course as soon as I could take hunter safety I went through it and then my dad got me into bow hunting right away and yeah didn't have much success at first but
0: yeah (laughs) yeah what was your dad's uh, process for getting you into bow hunting did he just kind of put a bow in your lap say go out there and shoot or what did that look like
1: yeah kind of I don't know I took the hunter safety class and then next thing you know it yeah he went out got me a youth bow and Of course he had all the spots and everything set up and he brought me out there. And even I remember the first few nights, of course, it was early season. We didn't see anything. And I, I right away, I loved being out there, even seeing squirrels and stuff. I, I don't know. I just thought that was cool. And it was cool. Just kind of the thought of you're out there and nothing knows you're there kind of thing.
0: I think is kind of hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about that before on the podcast, you know, whenever I went from deer drives to bow hunting, There was just this switch that I'd never quite thought about before, but like whenever we did deer drives, we hooted and hollered and made all kinds of noise. That was part of the appeal to me. We were trying to drive the deer down to the standards. And I actually liked being a driver more than a standard because I was allowed to be loud and do all this stuff. So those first few bow hunts, I was like, man, it's just, you just notice so much more and, and you see things and you notice squirrels and it's, you know, obviously you're not hooting and hollering. You're being quiet <laughs> and yeah, hoping for something to come by. And it's just, I love that stealth that, uh, I still love that. Just if an animal comes by and doesn't know I'm there, even if it's a squirrel, like I love to see like how, how still I can be and see how, you know, a squirrel, how close I can let them get before they realize I'm in the tree.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We used to do deer Mm -hmm. drive too. And I remember even before I was able to hunt, my dad was bringing me along with those and everything. And I I always thought that Mm -hmm. was pretty fun. Bow hunting is definitely a Mm -hmm. different level of, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, but it's just, it's just different. You know, I really, really fell in love with that.
0: (laughs) Mm. So I want to hear about your first time that it panned out for you. So how did you get your first animal with a bow? my first animal with the ball. okay well i was
1: um I, I don't know sometime in middle school i guess i can't exactly remember how old i was but um i went out my mom dropped me off at the woods and uh i walked down and we just had this stand set up over this bean field and uh i remember it was kind of crazy it was early season and of course i started out i just wanted to wanted to get a buck you know and I remember I come around this corner and there's a buck standing right 10 yards in front of my stand eating in the beans. I was like, Oh crap. Well then of course, <laughs> it took- and I was like, well, all right, well, I'm going to sit up here anyway. It was, I think I only had a couple hours of hunts if I remember right. So it was the closest stand I could get to at that time of night. And I'm sitting there and pretty soon here comes this little buck again, the same one that I chased out of there. And he goes right back to the same spot. Remember, I shot him, and he took off running through the bean field and went in a pile. It was it was really cool. Called up my dad right away. I was like, "Dad, I just shot a buck," and he's like, "No way!" I said, "Yep." So then the whole family came down and got to see it and everything. It was just a really cool experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, that oh, that's awesome. There's nothing worse than whenever you get to your stand and there's a deer there. You're like, "Oh, are you kidding?" Like, it blows something out like right now next year standing But it just it's just hard to have any kind of confidence once that happens that still happens to me from time to time <laughs> it is yeah well i'm sure if it was a bigger
1: buck it probably wouldn't have been the same story but he was a pretty little little yeah. seven it was cool it was still a fun moment to get my first buck and everything and
0: <laughs> absolutely well I, I uh whenever guests want to come on the show or whenever I, I connect, you know, obviously, especially if they're on Instagram, I, I can't help, but kind of troll through pictures. And I I've noticed that there is a trend of uh, several different bucks on your um, thing there, along with some turkeys uh, in your Instagram. So I'm sure there's probably some good stories that come from some of those pictures and maybe some of the other stories that you have. So just what other experiences have you had that just kind of rise to the top that, um, you know, stand out as some of your favorite experiences in the woods?
1: Um. Man, well, obviously,
0: I don't know, I shot my first uh
1: pretty, well, I wouldn't say they're big trophy bucks, but anyways, but they're nice, respectable bucks, you know, kind of what we're mm-hmm. dealt with around our area. Um, I guess that yeah. first first big buck I got rifle season, that was kind of what changed my hunting standards from then on. I was kind of only after nice bucks, and I've had great success after that, but I guess probably the coolest story well in my opinion um it's probably the first big buck i got with my bull it was um actually i think that was the second one i think it was a year after i shot my first big buck um it was during the rut i went out early in the morning and my dad were texting back and forth you know i think at oh yeah that same year there was a buck running around with a drop time and he Mm. he, where he texted me he saw that drop time buck that morning and whatnot and it was around 10 o'clock, he, he texted me, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head back. And I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around a little bit longer kind of thing. And um, I don't know, I was getting ready to leave. I, I kind of took one more glance at the area and I just kind of saw the back end of a deer behind a tree. I was like, oh, geez, there's a deer there. I don't know, he was 70 yards maybe. And <laughs> sitting there watching it, finally he steps out from behind the tree and I could see it's this nice buck. I was like, oh, man, that's a shooter. Okay. So I quickly, of course, he started walking away from me. I hit the grunt call a couple of times. Ultimately, he stops, looks at me, and then I just stop, stop calling. And pretty soon he just kind of slowly turns and he starts walking right towards me and he walks right under my deer stand. I actually had to kind of lean over my deer stand to shoot this buck, stuck him and he went taken off and I watched him go down and quickly text my dad. I said, you better get back here. I got a, I got a big buck down kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to turn back around and come back to the
0: woods (laughs) oh that's that's cool yeah Uh, that's just awesome i i think something there might be some guys listening to this that are kind of newer to hunting or whatever but how many times justin have you been out and you've just been kind of like looking around and all of a sudden you look and you realize that there was a deer standing there the whole time but you didn't realize it because he was just still
1: it happens all the time i'm i'm pretty i'm colorblind really bad too so it it, it's hard see them when they're just standing there usually you have to see a flicker of a tail or something you know and especially yeah. on the windy days or if it had just rained and the leaves aren't very loud and you can't really hear them coming all of a sudden they're just right under you
0: kind of thing and yeah, yeah. They, they by surprise quite a bit <laughs> so I mean imagine you're messing around on your phone you're not looking and you never look up to see that buck you would not have grunted him in you know nope. I think about how many deer I I really want to do a better job this year. Um, Sometimes I get in the the woods and I'm doing camera work and I'm doing stuff on my phone for Instagram and all that. And I I like doing that, but I can find myself sometimes also just still like messing around on Facebook or whatever. I'm not like, I'm like, man, I'm here to hunt. How many deer I wonder have I missed that were there the whole time, but they, they caught me messing around on my phone or I was just, I kind of assume, well, nothing's moving. I'm like, well, maybe something was moving, but I wasn't paying attention, so I, I, I'm i hoping to do a better job of that this year, and maybe some new guys take some take some of this with a, a little bit of advice, just because it's easy to get distracted and kind of miss those deer that are there, just, I mean, they, they'll stand there and stare for 10 minutes, and it's, it's nothing to them, you know? For sure,
1: yeah. I definitely try my best not to be on my phone, and I do pretty good with it, but I know I always wanted to kind of do the self-filming thing, too, but then part of me is like, man, I... I don't get that many. Usually I'll get one or two opportunities a year at a nice buck and I don't want to mess that up trying to monkey with the camera, you know? So I, I never did quite get into it. Maybe if I had someone to come film for me, I would, but
0: I just, that, I don't... that's where it's nice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fun to have somebody in the tree with you to film. I, I can tell you that from experience in the uh, self filming. It's, I love it. I really do. Um, and I, I plan on doing it. I, you know it'll take a lot for me to probably quit it because i just enjoy it i enjoy filming different things but there is definitely no doubt that it has cost me a deer or two or maybe more i mean it's just it's it's probably going to cost you not because i'm passing on deer or anything like that it's because i'm messing with the camera and you know it's just the extra movement all that sorts of things so but Yeah. yeah well that's good man So you get, get a big buck down with your dad. It sounds like you've had some pretty good experiences just hunting with your dad and those um, family moments too.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, I love deer season because I definitely get get some good bonding in with the family. And I mean, I work construction, so I'm busy all summer, so I don't really get to see my family too much during the summer. But then as soon as deer hunting rolls around, I get to see all them guys again. And second week of deer hunting, we always take up take off up to our cabin we don't really do any hunting we just kind of play cards and hang out and it's
0: always just it's fun <laughs> it's a social event yeah
1: yeah <laughs> but it's cool because a lot of those yeah. guys you get to see pretty much all year you know it's yeah it's just nice
0: <clears throat> yeah I, I uh i i love that too i love the deer camp aspect there's a part of me that's getting there's the deer drive part deer drive thing was always that for me and i'm i started thinking about maybe uh, getting a cabin over my grandpa has some land over in west virginia um, thinking about trying to create that maybe for a bow hunting type thing because i just don't do a whole lot of gun hunting anymore and the guys that that still gun hunt um you know just they're hunting different places but those places are getting smaller and smaller because of leech and things so but just the camaraderie of being around other guys like I remember that every night playing cards and cracking up and just having a good time that's that's a big part of it uh, that's yeah. what got me into hunting and it's still a part that I really enjoy
1: yeah that's definitely I mean I like rifle hunting don't get me wrong but it definitely bow is my more, bigger passion and I think the biggest thing for out of rifle season is just the tradition and getting to hang out with the family for me for
0: sure yeah <laughs> So you've had some success seems like with, uh, you know, bucks kind of coming into set up. Now, have you ever had a year where it was more of like a struggle? I guess you'd say, um, I'm just kind of going on a limb here where I'm assuming if you've hunted for a while, just a year where maybe it seemed like things weren't working out or maybe you missed or something like that. But then later on, it panned out. Have you ever had that happen to you?
1: Oh yeah. Just
0: this, just past season. It was, it was a very, very,
1: for me, I, uh, so I guess kind of leading up to it, I uh, got rid of my youth bow and I got my dad's old Matthew solo cam and I was lights out after that. I had that thing, just lights out, you know, and then I ended up buying my own bow, um, just a newer one. And same thing, lights out. Could uh, It almost seemed like I couldn't miss, even, even with a rifle, you know, I, I had never missed with a rifle. Well, this season, it was really rough, but we, uh, got a big snowstorm mid-October and I got laid off pretty early and I was at the same time like dang you know I, I need that paycheck but at the same time part of me was like oh yeah I got a lot of time to ear hunt now kind of <laughs> so I was yep. I remember uh, it was oh man I want to say it was probably mid-October my first shot at this this buck come walking in right at right at sundown with my bow I dropped back and shoot and I thought I had a good shot but then he kind of ran off and kind of just ended up walking off kind of thing I was like what did, did I miss that thing no way kind of thing and went down no blood on the arrow I was like I just clean missed that thing I I can't believe he was at 15 yards I couldn't believe it and then mm. uh later on it was big we had a big snowstorm that day and I decided to go out in the snowstorm and right at sundown, it, the snow stopped. And I was like, okay, this might end up being good. I was kind of set up on the corner of the woods, kind of in this lower field where we hunt. And pretty soon I see this small buck walking up behind me. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I look behind him and there's this big buck right behind him. I was like, oh shoot, I got to get ready kind of thing. Well, this small buck walked 10 yards under my stand and that big buck was falling right behind him. And all of a sudden, in the corner of my eye, I hear a noise, and I look, and this little buck trips over a log, scares himself. Well, then the big buck starts getting nervous, and he starts turning around, and I was like, well, I, I got to take this shot. This is my chance. So I draw back, and I shoot, and I thought I couldn't really see where my arrow went, and they both took off running, and then he stops, and I was like, oh, I think I got him. He might, he might be hurting here. Well, then they both just kind of walked off, So I was like, uh-oh, well, that don't look good got down everything. (laughs) Couldn't find blood on the arrow. I was like, wow. Okay. I missed again. (laughs) Okay. Really down on myself. And I had another buck coming in later that year. And he, uh, he, he heard me draw back. So he took off and I had, I was done. I had just given up. I was like, Nope. I told my dad like, I'm done hunting. My year's done. I I give up. I I don't know what it is. I just got to get back in my, in the right mindset kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it actually took both. My grandpa's called me up and they both said, you know, every every deer hunter goes through this at least once in their life. They go, you can't, you can't give up. They go, maybe take a couple days off, but you know, this is the time of year they're out there running around. You, You can't just give up. So I think I took the weekend off and Pretty soon I was back out there. I think I went out Monday Monday evening just in my backyard. I was just like, oh, whatever. Even if just a doe walks by, I'll take that. I, I was settling. I was pretty much done for the year. Wasn't really into it. And I was sitting there in my backyard and I had a little fawn in my food plot. And um pretty soon I hear some commotion behind me and I could tell there's a deer coming. I was like, okay, so this must be the doe coming in. I'm, I'll take her and call it eager kind of thing. And I, I kind of look back and I see this nice, nice eight point walking up. I was like, Oh, geez, there's a nice buck coming. I better get ready. So I kind of get ready. And again, he walks right under my stand, runs at that fawn, that fawn takes off and I draw back, get a good hit on him. You know, he takes off running out in the field and then I kind of lose sight of him. Yeah, so got out looking for blood. And I have a history. Are you nervous?
0: Are you nervous at this point? Oh, because
1: I mean, it's just a totally different feeling when you get something on your own land. And I don't really have that much acreage on my own land, but I'm sitting there. I'm notorious for whatever reason. I never get a blood trail, even with a rifle. Nothing. I don't know what it is. I mean, I usually get them. We usually end up finding them. But again, yeah. And just the way the year is going, we, there is no blood. I think my girlfriend ended up finding one speck of blood on a pine needle. Oh man, how did I didn't hit him high? I don't think, you know, it looked like a good hit. He was right under my stand. And then, so we decided to wait some more and I'm just sick to the stomach at this point. I, I don't think I slept a wink that night. Um, uh, and then my body showed up the next morning to help me look for it. And we're walking around and all of a sudden he goes, Hey, what's that lump out in the, out in the cornfield there? I was like, ah, oh, I don't know dirt or something i was like i'll go grab my binoculars quick and we'll we'll take a look anyway so i went in grabbed my binoculars looked out in the binoculars and there's my buck laying out there in the middle of the field like oh heck yeah you know so <laughs> we walked Sure enough i ended up getting that buck and not get not giving up was worth it
0: <laughs> and then yeah uh, that's awesome
1: yeah and then it well the season didn't really end there though because then it carried into rifle season I was out there, you know, having fun. Not really expecting to see a whole lot, but, and I I had never missed with a rifle up to this point. So I'm kind of, confidence are high. I definitely learned not to get too overly confident when it comes to deer hunting. Um, Yeah. But uh, I think it was the second morning I was sitting out there. All of a sudden, two does come running in with a nice buck behind them. So I I pull up my gun. I was like, oh, there we go. Okay. Shot. They take off running. I think I shot again. And I was like, well, there we go. I, I got my buck. That thing, did, he, he, I thought he looked hurt running and everything. So whatever time passes, my dad meets me over by my deer stand. We, uh, we go looking around and it started snowing. Of course, there's a nice blanket of snow on the ground. We we're not finding any blood. I was like, well, now the snow is probably covering the blood. He, he's got to be down. I can't believe I would have missed him kind of thing. So we started body searching, couldn't find them anywhere and man. And then I was really done with deer hunting. I was like, Nope. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm done. I, I don't know what it is with this year. I don't know if it's the 2020 thing or what, but I was done. I was done. Everyone else went out deer hunting. I think a couple of days later, my uncle ended up shooting that buck I missed. And then, um, Mm -hmm. I was just, you know, all of a sudden my, uh, my one buddy, is he's in the military. I didn't even know he was home. I think it was maybe that Thursday of deer, of gun season here. Um, he texts me, he goes, Hey, you want to go do some deer drives? I was like, Oh yeah. I didn't know you're home. Yeah. I'll, I'll come do some deer drives. know, I was just excited to see him kind of thing. So we go out do some deer drives, a couple of does run by, let them go. And then later that night you know we got done he goes well you guys you want to come sit in our woods with us for the evening and I was like oh yeah I'll do that you know it'll be cool and uh so we go out I set up it was a, gotta be one of the prettiest deer stands I ever sat and it was on this big sitting over this big ravine and there's a, a creek flowing through and it was just really pretty to sit in and I had just gotten up there I think I was there for 10 minutes and I I could hear a deer walk and I'm looking around. I was like, I don't, I don't see this thing. I, I don't know. I couldn't find it. And also, will pr- finally end up seeing this, this white, this big, nice white rack walking through a brush. I was like, Oh, that's a nice buck kind of thing. Well, nice to my standards. I should point out, you know, around here, you got to take what you can get. So I pull up and finally, finally get a shot at him. I shoot and he drops right there and goes tumbling down the hill. I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess I can still hit these things. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then, well, right as I shot, all of a sudden I hear my phone go off and pull it out. It's my buddy's brother. He goes, hey, make sure it's like at least like a five-year-old before you shoot. And I was like, oh, well, I just saw a nice rack and just dropped one. So <laughs> he goes,
0: oh. <laughs> a little late on that one. <laughs> yeah
1: because oh so my brother must not have told you like no he just told me how to get to the deer stand and whatnot but so he ends up beating me down by the stand and he finds it and everything and it wasn't quite as big as they would like but they weren't mad or they were super nice about even the dad we went and had dinner with him that night um and he goes no that's good yeah so many deer down there we had to get some out anyway so i'm just glad they weren't mad you know i i kept telling him i was like well well, we're on trophy buck here you know it (laughs) that's just what i'm used to
0: big jumbos walking around, (laughs) but yeah and i I think if it's one of those things that if if a guy invites you to hunt they got to kind of let you know what is what's their parameters if they have them you know those are kind of the things i you know it's a good thing to ask if you remember but sometimes you know there's that that's that needs to be said before you pull the trigger (laughs) yeah, yeah I'm glad they're they're supportive that's good
1: yeah no they were super good about it they're they're a really nice family and everything and it was a good time got to shoot a nice buck with my buddies it was definitely a point I'll remember forever regardless
0: <laughs> man so 2020 I mean you had a lot of highs and you had a lot of lows to overcome
1: yeah yeah I was really low on my low on confidence well I went in overconfident obviously and
0: yeah, definitely
1: yeah. one thing I learned getting out, coming out of that season is you can't don't take it for granted. You know, it you can be overconfident and you just you just mess up. You go too fast, you know, take your shots too fast, don't take your time and whatever. Yeah. It just if you get too overconfident,
0: then it just seems automatic and that's where yeah. you, Pride cometh before the fall. And I think that's so true. Um, I, I experienced that, I think it was 2018. Um, I think I, I got a doe in the early season. Um, my buddy filmed it and that all panned out good and felt good about the shot. And it was, I mean, it was a chip shot, easy one. I, that was good. But then I ended up shooting, um, had a buck step out and I think I rushed the shot and hit him high in the back and just felt terrible about it I tracked him forever the next day and there was blood but it just wasn't enough that I I think he was dead um and then I ended up shooting another deer in the shoulder and I was just taking too long shots thinking that I I mean I was practicing um long distance shooting in the summer and I thought that I could shoot further than what I could and I just had like you I, I it's like like any people you just get this confidence like oh yeah I can shoot that far but experience will show you that yeah, sometimes a little bit closer shots better to take. And um yeah, it's, it's easy to go from super high level of confidence to like, man, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> the yeah. woods has a way of doing that to you. Yeah.
1: And I, I definitely didn't practice nearly as much as I should have last year either. I mean, another thing I learned, there's never too much practice. So now leading up to this tier, each night I get home from work, I, I'll take a few shots, you know, and just to stay on top yeah. of it. And it's it's it sucks, especially when you end up wounding them. You know, I'm just glad the ones that I did miss were clean misses for sure. I mean, that's just there's nothing yeah. worse than having that feeling of you wounded a nice buck out there, and yeah, it yep terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is, and I, I think it's one of those things. You know, you learn from those experiences, and you try it. You really hope that you won't ever go back to that where you have that overconfidence. But it's I, I just think sometimes it's just human nature for us to kind of have moments where we start feeling like we got it together we're doing really well we make less mistakes and then just something happens you know and I think that's just part of our DNA our makeup is that sometimes we're going to make those mistakes but I think what's cool about your story from last year is people encouraging you your your grandfathers and then your buddy just saying hey come on let's go and that and it, it gives you that extra Boost to get back in the woods. You know, I think that's 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 a good bit of uh, information there. Just having people around you that will encourage you to keep going whenever you're down.
1: Yeah, for sure. It really does mean a lot, and especially rifle season. I mean, I was I went, to went out again that season, and if my buddy didn't text me and invite me out, out hunting with them, I mean, I was I was done. It was <laughs> I had oh, yeah. to- you know, I didn't. I was having a rough year. Didn't really know what I was doing wrong, and. But then, once I was finally able to sit down a month later and kind of reflect on this, I just decided, yeah, you know, I just got to slow down when when these opportunities come. I mean, they're not they're not automatic by any means. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Well, Justin, how is twenty twenty one season looking for you? Do you uh, run trail cameras? What's your which? Give us a quick uh, rundown. A uh, we'll wrap up with your game plan for this this fall. How's it How's it looking for you?
1: Uh, yeah. I'm excited. Um, we got out on our family farm. There's a couple nice, pretty decent bucks running around. Um, a lot during the daylight. So I'm hoping hoping to maybe slip in there early season, see if I can catch them while they're still on their summer patterns. Um where we uh the other spot where we bow hunt. Um we just pulled the camera well, my dad did, I think yesterday, and sent me a picture of I'd say four pretty nice ones. One was really nice, usually. Usually down there we get one, maybe two bucks that would probably make Pope and Young, but then we never really see him. My dad shot one oh it's been a few years ago now, right? About when I first started bow hunting. He shot one that made Pope and Young down there. And then yeah. otherwise it, it's pretty much just pictures, you know. He's it's just kind of you, you shoot a nice buck if it walks by. You don't you can't really it's not a betting area. They just it's kind of a pass through area. So it's right. hard hunt one specific buck down there when you get him on camera
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i I think the cameras i've it's just i'm running a couple this year and i have a buddy that sent me some pictures and it's it's cool to see i i still i get excited like i get excited whenever i see these bucks because like oh man look how big they are look at all of them around Uh, i've got one property there's at least three or four what i'd consider nice shooter bucks and some some real nice bucks on this one particular spot and it's um you know, you can get excited, but we, I, I mean, for us, if I lived in Kentucky, it'd be one thing or one of these seasons, when does when Wisconsin open? When is your guys opener? I believe it's the second weekend in September. If I, if I'm correct. <laughs> okay. So a little bit earlier. So you, you might have a chance at one of these early, but for me, I know in the month of September, by the end of it, whenever the season comes out on September 25th here in Ohio, most of those bucks are probably not going to, around there might be one yeah. or two hopefully and, and I mean the ruts a different story but that early season I'm there's some guys that have got it pieced together I am not one of them so <laughs> it's just so I look at those pictures and I get excited but I'm like yeah we'll see how the first couple weeks go and we'll we'll play the acorn game and we'll figure some stuff out but it's a guy can dream, you know yeah for
1: sure it's my one grandpa he always said well you might as well get out through the first two weekends and then you might as well just wait till Halloween <laughs> don't even go out there again (laughs) he calls
0: i'll tell you what he might he might save that energy there's been times that i've burned myself out hunting too much before the rut came by the time the rut came around my wife and myself i didn't want to go as much and that's that's the best time to be in the woods so well good well justin i i enjoyed hearing your comeback story man that's pretty awesome year that you had yeah
1: yeah it was it, it it i was i hated that when it was happening but then what yeah like said, once I got to sit and reflect kind of on the season I was like you know it ended up turning out to be a pretty pretty decent year for sure you know despite all the lows mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah I think life's <laughs> kind of like that sometimes you can go through some pretty tough moments and you think man this is just awful I can't wait for it to be over but then when it is over you kind of look back with a little bit of fondness because you know that it, it taught you to appreciate the good times
1: yeah yeah for sure and Definitely, definitely taught me not to take things for granted, especially being out in the woods and everything. Mm.
0: Well, Justin, I wish you a very uh, successful, fun, uh, safe 2021 season. Thanks for coming on the show and telling us some of your stories and hope to hear from you soon, all right? Yeah, thanks. You too. Good luck this season. Have you ever had a moment like that where you just wanted to give up? (laughs) You wanted to quit so badly and just – why did you even get into this in the first place? But then a friend comes along and says, come on, you can do this. Get up. Come on. Give give it another shot. Try again. And um, and you go out and you try it again, and it, and it pans out. It works out for you. You know, I'm not just talking about hunting here. <laughs> in life, we all have those moments where we want to give up. Uh, where we are maybe called to something, God calls us to do something, or we're just going through a moment. Maybe we didn't even choose it. It chose us. Somebody gets cancer or a sickness in our family. or um, Things just go nuts sometimes in life. And maybe you're in that spot right now. And as your friend, as a guy that you just listen to, I just want to encourage you keep going. Don't give up. Put your faith and trust in Jesus to get you through those moments. And um, he might not take you completely out of the storm, but maybe he'll take you under a bridge to give you some relief, to give you some time and he's going to encourage you as well and give you that strength to keep going so don't give up don't turn away from what god's called you keep rolling and sooner or later hopefully it pans out and if it doesn't pan out in this life i guarantee you that in the next life um, you're going to have a reward you're going to have a reward for uh, the work that you've done and you won't think twice about what you're going through now Um, that'll be a distant memory compared to what awaits us in heaven Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you're getting excited for the upcoming season and uh, everything's working out for you. Uh, until next week, I would encourage you to shed the like.